0: A septic shoe you shooed so roughly, why's the matter? Lease you graying in the closet, closet drowned inside the roast, dripping off your chair, your hammy chair. All right. Here's some some Bull. Bull. Bull et. Cluck and drone and bend a rock. Root lap sender, clod pole, beaded gun, you dunker, slog ahead the sander. Chalk sloop drunk, more log clicked. Tents of meat bricks steaming in the sun, your juice loops dangered, lack an ice and your leg gland inside the holster. Run. Nor lap, nor lung, nor fort, nor fought, nor listed cleavers in the lute pall, nor shaved, nor shaping, nor creeping pill, the shaver clung the blast neck, nor tripe, nor clamor ring, nor often cringing focus clock, nor tune, nor turd, nor slack, nor blank, nor ashy window. Ah. Uh. Bang, a sink, a lock, a tube, a fail to swallow, all the sandbox, roller mildew lobbed, a crust, the sandal sugar sticks against your ear, a slant, a shot, a soaking folder in your shorts, ah bend the corner heaver, all the sockets danced, a lake, a sock, a nests. Long bomb hall broke the damp bust dance ran Sid the cloaker, gust shudder might explodes your cool nectar gas and dream a ball hand thrown tooth concrete block and blood churned tunnel heads, hash rinse plate pen domes, a bread spread your lumps, lash best, bed corn loose, your tub floater, clod paid the corner, lift ball, a looter test and doubt, pest knife, crusted draught, rinse sail, burnt domes, a gland, guns, drat sump leaded, blast pool you camping in the blood, half dense and crimped a neck, what's face left, juice or snore, the primates fall, dust fills the sea, crates of loose pants and crawls, what's flopping, dim. All right, I'm going to read a little bit from this brand new book, which is two books, That's why it's so thick and clunky. Uh, It's a book of mine called uh, Backwards, and a book of Richard Kasalanitz called Furtherist Fictions. And uh, it's back-to-back, but interleaved, so uh, one uh, part is upside down with respect to the other. And uh, (coughs) so you can read it like this if you want. Make yourself dizzy. Gore. Gleam, gnin, socket, tsood, catch, moor, numb, rub, sat, poh. Canard, the d- d- rank, sloppy, mumble, ed, think, M. Ipod a kill, a meat slide, ha elgna foe sop ed, ool smutty sugar, de lips my neck, dwalk de mouth's hope gruel, nates, exits wrist your noitadux a creamy elop, or im a tag, de gate my row whole america Exudation Sir sticky setan Lairg eposlam Cloud Ksenium Spilled ragus Itums Loo depose Of angle Ideals Tame Alike doppy Mi Canit Diaz Elb Mum Epos Canard flop, Canu Heaping a Enid Osness you have to listen to these forwards and backwards at the same time. You understand? All right. Here's a mighty one called Skininips. Spinnings, colder, acting, daily, gulper, shadow, netfo, nezar, but they wow wars, luftbod, telub, sesar, pander, groping, spelling, dunk, spank, ditch, legduk, segnils, gnidon, emod, lip. Gnog, galf, canalk, depok, egg, nurg, epos, near, cinch, spoil, shine, elbow, retu, ball lobster, utter, hobble, enis, this sec, dick, rinse, hope, grunge, cot Plank, flag renaps, repulse, remid, renew, red lube, gong, pill, dome, nodding, slings, cudgel, hexid, gnaps, canud, genips, genipor, red rednap, rasher, bullet, doubtful, swallowed, brazen, often, wodas, replug. Red ill yard gynecia red look skinnips knee slug inch hall ah gulch hickney hickney flag ramp os okab try the lake mmm mmm say deal me gal tisim net o sky moo gulls a span a sour eart your phonics, deg dub, tay ease, bank, but red, re Maof mouth, gnee, Ho. Sprung streak, the sky hole, rummage squall, streaks the tron's hole, the egneert squalling a lo, him cringed, him lauks, pizzle phone, the knife sky, the ling, el zip comb, sawtoothed, of flame senoch, was etp effink linged, the etis tooth of a mock, half have or have. Flame strumming in the hole. Shirt dredge the flossets spare crumb whole taster sludge a name crouch spare egg dared named shock flossets on dowdy stick corpse age to flay ah a lope murk a man same unspangled. Trousers, what you y'all foot a mass soaker hose, your thigh stun the focused shirt. All right, thank you.
1: Uh, My name is Bob Talbert, and I run the Logan Elm Press as part of the Ohio State University Libraries Center for Book Arts. Over in Ackerman Road, we have a laboratory, and you're all most welcome to come visit on the first floor in the Ackerman Library. Uh, Is there anyone here who has not been to the Ackerman Library yet? Well, you have to come over and visit, and you can watch us print. We're behind a cage. You can even feed us. (laughs) You know those machines you put a quarter in and the pellets come out? You know? Uh, Logan Press started actually in 1978 and then the first book printed under the imprint of the press in 1979. I've brought that with me to read from today to read it. Uh, The press started in the art education department in the College of the Arts and was there for about 10 years and then moved for about five years alternately between the Ohio State University Press and then the last few years on its own on Kinnear Road in some nice space and then the press was closed in 1995. It's recently been reopened under the auspices of OSU libraries about two years ago. So we're back starting almost from scratch but I thought it would be fun to read the very first thing printed which is a story written by Sidney Chaffetz called The Story of Cut and Printing." It's a tongue-in-cheek piece about the invention of printing in China. I had made the paper for the covers when I was in Georgia using Georgia clay and other fibers, uh, carried it back with me to Ohio when we started the press. It's, the paper has not lasted very well and I, my paper making skills improved greatly from 1979 through 1995. We ran a hand mill, making paper at the Logan Press for many of the books. But this was one of the early papers I had I had made, and it was an unsized paper, so it's, it's easily abraded, and uh, have to be careful with it. We, uh, I think we did about 75 copies of this little book. The colophon in the back reads, Seventy-five copies of this first Logan Elm Press title were printed off handset set types on Arsh's text paper. The cover paper was specially made by Robert Tauber, me. The book, designed by Renee Casuta, who was an assistant who volu- volunteered part-time at the shop and was paid a little bit as well, for about uh, 15 weeks, and then she left. She did this little book and left. Had to go to graduate school. And the composition and press work were their joint effort. Chusek Prescott, he was a gra- uh, work-study student doing uh, graduate work, I think, in uh, art education, um, did the binding. And uh, Dr. Kenneth Morantz, chairman of the art education department at the time, was the one we went to for funding to get it, this little book printed. We, we sold this little book for $15 a copy. We gave them as many as we sold. Um, in 1980s, I was walking through the British Museum. I was there as a visiting instructor in London, and I happened to take some time to go through the British Museum, and lo and behold, this is on display with some other books. My best guess now is, if you look this up on, in AB Books or some other secondary markets, is going for 500 or more. It's in many. It's in numerous collections. It's held by different people. It's a, it's a, it's a cute little piece. But I like it because the first thing we did under the imprint of the Logan Press. So if you remember correctly, that uh, Nixon visited China. That was a high point in his presidency. Not a low point. He had both a high point and a low point. Many Just, low points. Yeah. The lowest point though, was resigning. <laughs> but that was the, the highest. High, point. That, that was good for some, but. This, this high point, he went to China and uh, there's some that say that that was the opening of the, of the relationship between China and the United States and then we uncovered new sources of information about the invention of printing in China and the true discovery and how it came about. And this was what Sid Chaffetz wrote about that discovery. Alright? The story of woodcut and Printing. A true account gathered from contemporary sources and illustrated by Sidney Chaffetz. The Logan Press at the Ohio State University 1979. I should say also, Sidney Chaffetz just turned 85 on Tuesday. He's a emeritus professor in art and still cutting wood over at the shop at Logan Press and doing woodcuts and portraits of various uh, cultural heroes and literary icons. He's right, right now he's working on a portrait of Milton Kniff for a, a keepsake we're going to publish for the October conference coming up. I hope some of you may know about that uh, in any event. The story of Cut and printing. Once upon a time long in the past, there lived a young carpenter by the name of Cut. He was the son of a carpenter whose father and his father and his father were the sons of carpenters as far back as any could remember. Each day Young Wu would go to his job in the big temple. There he was busy, kept there he was kept busy, sawing, cutting, carving, joining, hammering, and doing all that was required to keep the temple structure from falling apart at the beams. Another temple worker, Pren Ting, by name, served as scribe. Each day, Pren and Wu would eat their bagged lunches together and fantasize about the beautiful young village women and grumble about the way the world was going to hell fast. Occasionally, Pren would doodle some nonsense verse on a piece of scrap wood and Wu would playfully carve it out. One day, while working in the temple, a pear shaped object tapering into a continuous helical rib burst suddenly into illumination above Pren's head. It dawned on him that if Wu cut carved words into pieces of wood, they could be placed around the temple to direct the faithful to the appropriate shrine. Being imaginative and enterprising, he saw that it was done. And so the temple became known as the place where the faithful knew which shrine their prayers were booted on. Some weeks later, Prenting accidentally spilled ink onto one of Wu's Wu's carved planks. Hastily, Pren placed a piece of paper on the wood and blotted the spilled ink. When he removed the paper, he found, much to his amazement, the paper captured the shape of Wu Kut's letters. Once again, Pren saw the bright light above his head and immediately spilled ink on the block. He again blotted it with a piece of paper, and the letters appeared white against the black ink. Pren Ting thought for a long time about what he had done. Soon after, Huksta, his rich relative, came to the temple. He was pleased with the signs he saw. When he returned home, he told his first son, Pia. That, that's the signs really worked. Pia said to his father, If we'll cut carved symbols such as a carp for the fishmonger, a pot for the tinker, thread for needles, thread and needles for the tailor, then some customers would be attracted more easily to the stalls in the open air market. Huxta told Pia to go to the temple and discuss this idea with Pren and Wu. Being both a proud father and a shrewd businessman, Huxta told, secret, uh, held secret dreams of immortality for himself and for his son. Pren and Wu soon left the temple to work exclusively for Huxta and Pia. The rest is history. Cut was eventually joined by Ed Ching, Lito, Photo, and TV. (laughs) Printing became a vast industry due to the entrepreneurship of Huxta and Pia, and it continues growing to this very day. Moral 1. If you go to the temple of your choice every day, something profitable may develop and you might become immortal. (laughs) Moral 2. Don't cry over spilt ink, just go blotto. Yeah.
2: like to thank everybody for coming. Uh, anybody who has <clears throat> hasn't been to the there's cards on the table back there, and uh, as you can see, we're all over the place. I, we Anybody who does anything creatively is welcome in our community. I can't uh, say I'll, I'll, I'll use everything, but you're most certainly welcome to get in touch with me and let me, let me know what you do. I have one more thing I want to read, and then my good friend Yvonne is gonna pick up songs this is called a rose by any other name see how much more comfortable I am with this guitar it's a (laughs) I should wear it all day every day a rose by any other name One of the very best things about working at a large university is the influx of international students. Especially in the library where I spend most of my waking time there is no shortage of diversity. Several years ago I worked in close proximity with an attractive young woman from Spain. Her name was Carolina. She was vivacious, fun-loving, and like most Europeans well-traveled compared to her American classmates. While at work one fine day, I was in a particularly jovial mood, for a change, when I noticed Carolina sorting books for reshelving. I smiled at her, and using my best Curly Howard impression, which isn't very good, I shouted in her direction, What's shaking, toots? She stopped what she was doing, gave me a curious look, then swiftly walked up to where I was standing. Appearing perplexed, not at all angry, she leaned towards me, and whispered, did you just call me tits? <laughs> I immediately realized the inherent danger of miscommunication such as this might befall me in this the 21st century. No, 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 of course I didn't call you tits, I emphatically replied. I patiently spent the next five minutes or so trying to explain first who the three stooges were. This went only a little better than the time I was telling her about the cookie-loving always begging, floating through the air with satisfaction after devouring a biscuit cartoon dog from Quick Draw McGraw called Snuffles. But hey, most Americans don't remember Snuffles. Surely the Stooges had a worldwide reputation, though. Well, perhaps 50 years ago they did. Secondly, I gave Carolina a history lesson that could have been titled American Slang from the 30s and 40s. Toots is an old slang term like dame or the modern chick, I told her. She looked quizzically into my eyes. I was merely using an archaic term of endearment to say hello to you. It has nothing to do with body parts. I was just being funny. The word is toots. It's like cutie or something like that. Carolina pondered this for a moment. There was no anger in her face, just contemplation. A mulling over of the word toots. She then looked directly into my eyes, smiled wryly, and in a somewhat nonplussed sort of way, cheerfully proclaimed for all to hear It's okay, Rick. You can call me tits. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Bye. John Prine song that I learned uh, sort of by way of Bette Miller. Now, changed the words a little bit, but I'm sure Mr. Prine would agree with the changes.
3: And an apartment in the city. Me and Loretta, we like living there. It's been years since the kids have grown. A life of their own left us alone. John and Linda live in Omaha. Joe is somewhere on the road. lost a baby in the Iraqi war. I still don't know what for, no matter anymore. You know that old trees just grow stronger and old rivers grow wilder every. Waiting for someone to say hello and there, hello. Me and my wife, we don't talk much anymore. She sits and stares out the back door screen. All the news just repeats itself Like some forgotten dream That we've both seen Maybe I'll go and I'll call up Rudy We work together in the library But what would I say when he asked what's new? Ah, nothing much with you, nothing much to do. You know that old trees just grow stronger than old rivers. Sometimes, and you should spot some hollow ancient eyes. Don't you pass them by and stare as if you didn't care. Say hello.
2: Thank you. This is a song, uh, I only know old songs. I usually don't tell people who they're by because young people then assume that I wrote them. But this is an old song by a band called The Choir from Cleveland, Ohio. It was in my youth. The song was close to number one or number one for the entire summer of 1965. You'll hear the Beatles in it, and you'll hear the Cleveland in it.
3: While world... Now you're gone and everything's turned all around Well my world used to be warm There never was a storm But now you're gone and everything's turned upside down And now it's cold outside Cold outside and the rain is pouring down And the leaves are turning brown Now it's cold outside, cold outside, and it's all because of you. Thing I can do
2: one more then oh, a today I guess it's still a day. I'd like to thank everybody for coming, thank Donna for asking us to participate, particularly these guys, Mr. Bob Tauber, Dr. John Bennett, they're both contributors to uh, Naked Sunfish, and especially John, I own, I own an awful lot to John, inspiration. And cataloged it at Ohio State University. <laughs> yes. We always do this song last because I almost pass out by the time it's over. <laughs>
3: I talk mostly now For the hour the been late All along the watchtower The princess kept it in Oh